Hey, and welcome back. This is episode four of Secrets of Solitude with Ruby D, the goddess entrepreneur and soul speaker. And on this episode, I will be discussing my gift. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving and enjoyed yourself. Um, Now we're on to December. And as we're preparing for Christmas, I thought, why not do an episode describing my gift? And when I say my gift, I'm specifically referring to my power, that thing that makes me different from everybody else, um, as I see it. Not based on what other people think, but as I see it. And you know when... I first started experiencing being super extra emotional was back when I was, I first noticed it, I'd say maybe when I was like maybe 24, 25, may have even been 26, but I noticed it you know, a few times before then, but it really hit me that I was super emotional when I was dealing with um, a relationship that I wanted, but it wasn't really a relationship, you know, the kind of stuff you go through when you're younger. And it just wasn't, it was out of control. <laughs> Not out of control in a bad way because, you know, I want slash nobody tires and I like that. But just mentally when you're unable to control your thoughts and your emotions and you, you really don't know what to do. Um, I can kind of compare it to, you know, how sometimes in our heads we create stories and... The story only exists in our minds because we've spent so much time thinking about it. We've spent so much time feeling about it. We've spent so much time just being in that particular space, trying to figure things out, trying to explain certain things and looking beyond what it really is. Just looking beyond the face value of what's going on. And... You know, the guy told me that, hey, I was too emotional and I was too this and I was too that. And, you know, of course, during this time, that's when I was going through depression. And, um, you know, I'll talk about that in another episode. But I was just like, too emotional. What is too emotional? I mean... Like I said, I wasn't slashing nobody tires. I wasn't sending no I hate you messages. I wasn't threatening anybody or anything like that. So how am I being too emotional? But anyway, um, you know, short time. Okay, I'm calling it a short time compared to my entire life. But it really took me a good three, maybe four years to really get over that whole thing 
Um, and you know, it wasn't even that he did anything wrong or he said anything wrong. It was just me and me being accountable for my part, which was, you know, being extremely emotional. I'm not going to say I was too emotional, but I was very emotional. I was ignoring red flags. I was trying to make something out of nothing and all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, he was a straight up guy. He was open and whatever, but... You know, that was the first time I really noticed my feelings just being completely out of whack. Like, completely out of whack. Not just regular, normal out of whack. I mean, it was major. But then, you know, there were other times when I would be hanging out with friends or... Um, I started a social club with a couple of friends of mine back home in Mississippi and, you know, I spent, well, they spent a lot of time talking to me about different things and, you know, I've always been well-rounded with being open-minded, seeing things from a lot of different perspectives and being able to explain that to them and share that information and, you know, at that time, I just looked at it as me being a friend, me being somebody that they can talk to, me being someone that I was a little judgmental then. I was. So I can't say I wasn't judgmental then, but I was a little bit. But anyway, I was still a trusted voice. And, you know, I noticed that. More people would come and talk to me and more people would tell me things. And yeah, you know, right now it's not sounding too different from a lot of other people. But I ain't concerned about a lot of other people. I'm talking about my life. But anyway, so I realized that and that people really gravitated towards me to talk to me. Um... Now, I will say I did have a way of keeping people away from me, especially if I didn't like you. Out of my mom's three kids, I'm the main one. I'm the one that I will say what I need to say, and I don't care about it hurting your feelings, you know. I'm not going to say I wasn't tactful. I was quite tactful, but I didn't just let sit let stuff like that, especially if I didn't like you, just sit on me. So, but, you know, I still had a way of people gravitating towards me and, you know, just being me. I've always just been me. So, you know, of course I've mentioned, you know, my ex, he and I lived together in Florida. Then I moved there and I went through my transformational period but let me back up a little bit you know I had a few other situations where I was emotional um very emotional and through those particular experiences each time I got better and better with effectively managing my emotions I got better and better with effectively communicating with these particular individuals and the reason that I got better and better is because each time I went through 
a relationship or a friendship or whatever it was, I always made sure to say what I needed to say, say what I felt like I needed to say, express how I felt and accurately express how I felt. So each time I'm getting better at this. Fast forward, I moved to Florida, me and my ex are together. Yeah, I deal with that whole relationship. <sighs> but, um, and he and I are still cool. We're still friends, so it ain't like no, you know, no bad blood or nothing like that. But still, you know, learning how to effectively manage my feelings and emotions, learning how to effectively communicate, become a better communicator, learning how to properly express what I'm feeling and the thoughts that are going through my head and just learning how to get better at this. Now, mind you, I'm not seeing how <clears throat> this is going to be something that, that I utilize now. But as I look back, I'm seeing how this thing or how this progress was pushing me towards my purpose and finding out exactly what my gift is. So, um, you know, after being in Florida for a few years, then of course I moved to Georgia. So I'm here with my family, my mom, my sister, and my brother. And shortly before I left Florida, of course, that's when, you know, I started writing The Goddess Grind, the first book. And, you know, at that time, I was just focused on two books being in the series, not four. But um, with the first book, which is focused on balancing your chakras and how balancing the chakras helps you to manifest success in your life personally and professionally. I... You know, look back on my life and how I ran my businesses. As you all know, I've always been an entrepreneur since I graduated from college, um, even though, you know, I was working full-time jobs. But, and I noticed the difference between how I was running businesses then and what happened and how I run my businesses now and how that happens. So that's pretty much where... The Goddess Grind came from and where the other three books after the first one come from. But, you know, of course, while I was in Florida, that's when I got in the chakras and everything. And that's when I started applying what I learned and utilizing it and, you know, really, really sticking to and getting into the chakra system. And understanding it, not only understanding it, but living it and sharing the information with others and researching it and everything. But as a result of me writing that book, I started offering a service that I called a chakra consultation. I didn't want to do a cleansing. I didn't want to do an alignment. I didn't want to do, you know, some other stuff that other people do because at that particular point, I was good at what I did, but I wasn't great at it. 
um, I had not yet become the best at it. So I felt consultation was the best thing to call it at the time. And even now I still call it a chakra consultation. Um, and that's because I haven't quite found the word that more accurately describes what I do other than consult. But I am great at what I do. Let me make that clear. But I found that over time in doing these things, even though, you know, it's the same chakras that everybody has and it's, you know, all this, the chakras are associated with the same things, it's different each client. You know, of course, it's different based on what's happened in their lives. Of course, it's different based on their experiences. Of course, it's different based on their thoughts. But once I started doing these consultations, then my gift became clearer to me. And that's when I realized really what it was. Um, with me being emotional, with me being able to effectively manage feelings and emotions, with me being able to clearly articulate and effectively communicate, that made it easier for me to understand my gift and why I have it as a gift. My gift is pretty much only revealed to me or I only experience it my power during a during a chakra consultation i don't experience it at any other time um i just don't pretty much when i'm doing a chakra consultation and i think it happens when i speak let me take that back it it also happens when i'm speaking i'm doing like live videos or talking about the chakras or educating people about the chakras it happens also. But when I'm either doing a chakra consultation or when I'm speaking about it, I hear things. I hear voices. I receive messages. And, you know, at this particular point in my journey, I'm not like, I don't know what to call it. I really don't. Um, I've done some research on it and I'm still trying to figure that part out. But I do know that during chakra consultations and when I'm speaking about the chakras, that's when I get messages. And I know I get these messages because, of course, during a consultation, I know my clients are not being 100% transparent with me. They're comfortable with me and they are open with me. But, you know, there's still some little things in there that they don't reveal. And it's, you know, it's, they may be purposely doing it or they are unaware that they're doing it because they just don't feel like it's important information to share. So, you know, it's a number of different reasons why they don't share it or why they leave it out. But when they leave these bits of information out and I don't know anything about it, when I get to the point where I'm making recommendations for their healing and for their balancing, that's when it comes up. Because I can say, of course, 
I don't have a list of things that I tell clients to do. You know, of course, meditation is always on the list. Grounding is always on the list. But when I speak to my clients, I like to give them something that's extremely tailored to them, their lifestyle, and their experience, and their personal healing journeys. So I give them a little bit of basic, but then I give them something very very specific to them. And it's been on many occasions where that very specific thing has exactly something to do with what they've thought about, what they've considered, but didn't share that information with me. Like, for example, um, I was on the phone with the client and after, you know, we went through her whole consult and everything, we were, you know, I was giving her recommendations and I recommended yoga to her and I recommended salsa dancing. I don't know why I recommended salsa. I don't know. There's so many other types of dances and so many other things that she could be doing. But after recommending that to her, she was just like, you know what? I went to a yoga class and then I met this guy and he's um, an instructor and he teaches salsa dancing. And I was just like, Wow, I've never recommended that to anybody else at any time or anything like that. And I can't say I don't know where that came from. You know, it came from from me, from my power, from my head. And, you know, I haven't quite made the connection with exactly where it comes from. But I just know that it does. And so. With that being my gift. The way the emotional piece. The clarity piece. And the. Well the effectively. Managing feelings and emotions. And effectively communicating. Those tie into it. Because if I. Didn't pay attention to my emotions. If I didn't pay attention to my thoughts, if I didn't allow myself to feel, or if I didn't follow my intuition or listen to my intuition, I would miss those things. And that's one of the reasons why I focus on the chakras so much. It's because once we get to the point where we are so in touch with ourselves, then doors start opening up to us. And pretty much, I don't even think that is doors opening up it's just that the doors are always have always been open we were just not clear on seeing them we were just not we were basically distracted from seeing what was already open because we were so focused on something else but as we focus on ourselves and we become clearer and who we are why we are what we are and become more aligned with our authentic selves then we pay attention to those doors that are open so and you know that's that's my gift with it being the holiday season I just wanted to talk about my gift with you all so you know I hope you all have enjoyed this 
episode of Secrets of Solitude with me, the goddess entrepreneur and the soul speaker. See you next time. Peace. Today's episode has been sponsored by speaker, author, and entrepreneur Althea Bates of abatesconsultinggroup.org. Please be sure to check out her website to book her for any conference or convention or any opportunity for speaking engagements that you have coming up. We thank you for tuning in to the Soul Therapy Series. Be sure you check us out online at www.soultherapyradio.life and join our email list. This is Ruby D, the Soul Speaker. Peace.